All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Hey, what's good? Happy Wednesday, presented by PointsBet Canada and Montana's. It's the Wednesday edition of Lease Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill back in the saddle. What's happening, Rosie? How are you, man? Ready for a big game tonight? Last one before the All-Star break. So, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Ready to go. Feeling good, feeling great. Uh, I don't know if you saw this at practice yesterday, but Mitch Marner was experimenting with uh, new skates for All-Star weekend. What's your uh, What's your letter grade on those? Uh, we're not allowed to use the words that uh, I would describe those babies in, but uh, that's Mitch Marner's style, I guess. And uh, whatever, good for the game, I guess. But God, are they ugly. They're very flashy. Um, I think we'll start to see this more and more at All-Star Weekend. Of course, we saw Austin Matthews with those uh, beauty skates earlier this season. And I think we want more color and personality in the sport. I actually have no issue with it. Um, and I, I think this is going to be a trend. I don't think it's just going to be Marner, I think we're going to see some different things. And I, you know, if, if there's one polarizing thing about All-Star Weekend, I want it to become sort of like, what is this guy wearing? What is this guy wearing? You know, what's this goalie have on his helmet? So I actually have no issue with it, believe it or not. I love the Miami Vice ode on the skates too. 
cute so cute uh the white <laughs> right. white toe caps yeah. are what do it for me they're uh they're over the top white toe caps you almost never have seen that and i think it's what makes them really pop so if you're into that kind of thing those babies are for you i remember the fedorov skates vividly from the 90s those mm -hmm. nike skates they were tremendous and i always tried to get a piece True. of those and i couldn't find them anywhere they're just so difficult and I, apparently i had a couple of buddies who wore them they were like bricks apparently and fedorov was still unbelievable at hockey with bricks for skates but uh, nonetheless that's what uh, the expectation is to see mitch marner at all-star weekend wearing those skates he was uh, trying them out in practice yesterday everybody was following around including the media as you see there from the tweet there from david alter remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out don't forget to visit leafsnation.com for the very latest in all things toronto may please also as you know we're also in the process of migrating over to our very own youtube page make sure to subscribe and like at the Leafs Nation 401 here on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401. Subscribe, like, got some great video content going up. We'll have our interview coming up as well. So there you see it on your screen, at the Leafs Nation 401. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube as the Leafs enter a nine-day break. A lot to get to here on the show, including Brian Hayes. We tried to connect and link yesterday, didn't work. We've done some testing, so Brian Hayes can confirm is coming up in about eight minutes from now. But for now... Let's get over the boards. Okay, Rosie, for the third time uh, for this season, it's the Leafs and Bruins from Scotiabank Arena. Pretty uh, been a pretty tight, uh, evenly matched season series. A 2-1 win for the Leafs back on November 5th. A 4-3 win for the Bees on January 14th. If you do recall that game two weeks ago, turnover heavy. Matt Grizzlick scores with like 116 remaining, and Boston wins that game. But Dare I say the bees are slumping. They're winless in three for the first time this season, Rosie. Your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's rare to see them with that uh, three-game skid beside their column. But, uh, you know, like you said, tight goal games. The last two times they, uh, they saw each other, one goal games, one of them was overtime. And this is a big game, and it's a weird time to have it right before All-Star game. I mean, I remember these days, there's guys with trips to Bahamas planned, and they're figuring out flights and jets and... Uh, their women are involved and where are we going? What are we doing? Everyone's kind of buzzing about this break. You, you, you only get one all season long and it's the all-star break. So it's kind of a weird, uh, it's a weird dynamic because you've got a game to play, but you're still trying to make plans. You're kind of whispering about this and that. And the coach just keeps hammering on stay focused, stay focused, stay focused. And my thing right now is that those Bruins are going to have extra motivation to stay focused because they're on this slide. They want to get out of it as fast as possible. They want to go into the break feeling good obviously the maple leafs do too but i think there's a little extra motivation for the bees here to uh to end their losing streak and i just hope that the leafs are prepared for it and are ready to have another good game and love to see them take uh take them down obviously were you cool enough to go on any big trips with any of the boys on the team over your time namely all-star break uh, most of the guys went to Nassau, Bahamas, uh, most of the single guys, and they jump on a private jet, and I was uh, I was doing other things. Had a, Usually we'd go down to Florida or something like that, go check something out with the family and whatnot, but, uh, or else I'd stick around, or else if I wasn't on the All-Star uh, break freeze list, you might go play some games with the Marlies. I can't remember yeah. what happened, but no, I didn't do the big Showtime trips at the time. I was more focused on the hockey, Nicholas. Uh, that's hard to believe, but I'll take your word for it. Maybe you're a tinfoiling <laughs> your, uh, your, your hands or something like that, getting prepped for the next scrap in the NHL. But yeah, 11 points separate the, the Leafs and Bruins. I, I think we both concur. There's probably no shot in hell the Leafs are winning this division, right? Boston just too far ahead right now. 
I don't know, man. If you look at this four-point game right. right now, if the Leafs take it, that puts yeah. them at seven points back with lots of hockey to play. And if, if the Bruins start to show that they're human and this ride that they're on, that's a historic ride, never seen before a season like this. So, I mean, chances are it's going to be hard to keep that pace up. I mean, all of a sudden you could find yourself within three points. And is it easy to do? Is it is it plus money to bet on that? Probably not. But all of a sudden, you start looking at single digits, four-point game. We get one tonight and uh, seven points back. If they're skidding a little bit and finding some holes in their game, man, like anything can happen. I'm not saying it's off the table like it looked like it was a few weeks ago. Look, math was never my forte, but it's clearly not yours because if they win tonight, they're still nine points back. There's no four points up for grabs tonight, sadly, Rosie. Well, what the hell? I just looked at TSN after they got to update that shit. I thought they were going to be within seven if they win today, but uh, if they're 11, no. uh, yeah, it, it's it's tough, but I'm not saying it can't be it's done. They just went on a three-game slide. If they lose that, they're going to have a long few days thinking about what's going on with their uh, with their outfit. So anything can happen. Yeah. I thought it was seven, which looks a little bit prettier than nine for sure, but. Yeah, I think to your point, just in a three-point league, it's just so hard to make up 11 points. And uh, I just don't know if the Leafs have it in them, especially knowing what we know about the Boston Bruins. They win like every game. Again, this is a, an anomaly in, the, in their sort of schedule this season that they're actually losing games in regulation. They drop two or three in regulation, but still picking up points and everybody around them is picking up points and the matchups and all that jazz. I just can't see it. I think Toronto's pretty much locked in, as we know, with Tampa in round one. Looking ahead to the February scope, by the way, Toronto won 8-4-2 in January, so not too shabby. They have nine games coming up in February, five at home, four on the road. Three of the nine teams they'll play currently are in a playoff spot. Boston, Minnesota, Seattle. Uh, they have two against Columbus, two against Chicago. So I wrote down in big, bold letters, don't play down to your opponent. Because on paper, the schedule looks satisfying for the Maple Leafs. But Rosie, how often have we talked about that on this show? Namely, two losses to your wagon Arizona Coyotes tons tons yeah and just to reiterate about the four-point game when you're playing a team that you're catching yes. the standings you can get two points and that means they automatically get zero so that's kind of makes up okay. that four-point game where sometimes you win a game and so does your opponent so there's no ground gained is what I was referring to but yeah this schedule man I mean for any team in the world you are licking your lips you're looking at like just a ridiculous win percentage um, assuming you got your your shit in order but again, this weird, weird Maple Leafs team franchise in general, they can beat the Boston Bruins tonight and then very well may, you know, lose to, I don't know, Columbus or, or Chicago coming down the stretch here. Another tough one against the, the Canadians. Who knows, man? Uh, but you'd like to think that they're growing and they're maturing. And as a team, they've learned from their mistakes on what kind of preparation looks like before big games and softer games. And they, they need to uh, need to get away from that and start bringing their best stuff against some of these bottom teams and guaranteeing these points. Because like you say, I mean, if Boston's on a slide and, and the Leafs do what they should this month, it's going to look a hell of a lot tighter than people are giving it credit for. And it could be a little run down the stretch. You, you, you never know. That's not out of the question by any stretch, but you got to win these bloody games against these bottom of the barrel teams first. Yeah, that's a pretty good breakdown, Rosie. I won't lie to give you credit here on the show because I think if the Leafs can take care of business, and that's a big if, everything you just mentioned, they seem to struggle against the shit teams and play up to the good teams. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, I almost prefer them play juggernaut teams than play Chicago a couple of times, play Columbus a couple of times. But that's the fascination for me. Can they take care of business? It's one thing to have that schedule. It's another to take advantage of it. Just look at the Calgary Flames and how much they're struggling and a lot of people, including the analytics community, were all over Calgary. They got a great second half schedule, but you have to take care of business, don't 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's only as good as, as the calendar it's sitting on. you got to actually go win those games and get those points. And, you know, I don't think any of these teams are, are laying over, especially, you know, the Canadians love to play hard against the Leafs. And we've talked about it before. When guys come into Toronto, there's a lot of extra motivation. So if you think you're going to have a night off and yawn and, you know, it's going to be point night automatically, you know, and all the good things that you do as a team to make you good go out the window, man, you're just going to be you're just going to be playing down to their level. And that's the stuff that coaches absolutely hate. I imagine Keith is going to be driving that home here this month with um, being prepared and, and bringing your best stuff, no matter who you're playing. And it's, it's something you got to do as a team collectively, man. It's just not good enough dropping points to these garbage teams when you're supposed to be a premier team in the NHL. It's interesting too, because you look at the schedule and it almost like you sort of bat an eye because you're like, Oh wait, Austin Matthews out for a minimum of three weeks. Then you look at the opponents and you're like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I, I touched on that the other day with my three hits on, you know, what the correlation between yeah. certain injuries on certain players are during this time of the year. Um, you know, all-star game aside, you got these uh, this easy schedule coming up. If a guy's got something ailing him and he's a star and he's not in the Hart Trophy race or the Rocket Richard or whatever, there's, there's probably a little bit of uh, extra incentive to say, you know what, I've been looking for for a time off here. I've been looking to rehab some of this stuff. Um, I'm not healing the way I want to be. Maybe I can take a couple weeks here and get myself primed up. It's a, it's a pretty good time of year for a guy like him to do that. I wonder what the fuck is Austin Matthews doing for All-Star break and bye week, man. Doesn't have to be at All-Star weekend. I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that private jet. Where do you think he's headed? I wonder if he's got to stay home and rehab. I mean, different teams and different injuries and no different way. trainers. You Come got on, different really? things. I don't know, man. I mean, it looks pretty bad with him jet jetting around when he's got an injury. But depending on what it is, if it's just something that, you know, they give him one of those ice uh, ice machines and put it on his injury and say, use this three times a day and get lots of rest, then maybe he's off. But it would be a PJ for sure. And it would be somewhere fancy schmancy. 
You're crazy if you don't think he's wheeling around somewhere with Justin Bieber. Anyways, Montana's is bringing back the viewing party with daily deals in 2023. All you can eat ribs on Wednesday. We love that. Don't forget, we have a prize giveaway coming up tomorrow. Uh, courtesy our friends over at Montana's, a $25 gift card. All you have to do is like the posts via Montana's, tag your friends in the comments, follow the show, and Montana's socials again for your chance to win 25 bucks tomorrow. The draw is coming, so keep it locked and make sure to subscribe everywhere, including the Leafs Nation 401. All right, uh, so yesterday we tried our best. Today, Ken confirmed we have him. So happy to bring in from TSN 1050 and TSN, the host of Overdrive. It is Brian Hayes. Hayes, if you had a chance to be uh, going somewhere on All-Star Weekend, where would it be? Uh, not the game for sure. I mean, I, I would have no interest in actually going to the game. If I was like a seasoned vet, like, like Matthews, I heard you guys talking about Austin and I think Jay might be onto something. I mean, he's, if you're out for a minimum three weeks, I think you have to be rehabbing. Like he, the Leafs are so conscious of that. I think Matthews is so conscious of, of like his, his reputation about how focused they are on the playoffs. He gets caught in Vegas or Miami or something, and he's he's actually got a legitimate injury, and there's no reason to believe that he doesn't. I'm not sure that's a good sign, and I, I think he's probably thought of that, and I think the Leafs have thought of that. But for me, it's probably Vegas. You know, like you can't go wrong in Vegas. Maybe with the bye week afterwards, although the Leafs would be playing in Columbus, if you could sneak in an Arizona trip, Super Bowl vibes, waste management vibes, something along those lines for sure. Hayes, uh, Rosie just went to Vegas. He has a good story that I'll tell you off air that we can't tell on this show just yet, but it's pretty fantastic. So it's the Leafs and Bruins tonight. Uh, what's your general scope on this matchup? Obviously, this rivalry and the Leafs season thus far, Brian. Well, I mean, they've they've had a great season. Like, um, you, you can't control what other teams are going to do. The Bruins, you just got to tip your cap. You know, they've lost three in a row, but look at the competition they've lost to. It's it's Tampa, Carolina, and Florida in overtime. Those are three really good teams, Tampa and Carolina in particular. So I think from that standpoint, you're going to get a great outing from the Bruins. You know, like the, they seem really inspired to, like, prove it every single night. Like, they, I think they're, they're looking at history. They're looking at the standings. You get this deep into the season, you can start actually thinking about, you know, chasing 62 wins, 63 wins and maybe doing something no team has ever done before. So I think the Bruins show up. I think they have a great game tonight. Um, but I expect the Leafs to play well. Like what you mentioned uh, prior to having me on is is absolutely true. You look at post-break, home and home against Columbus. They probably lose one of them somehow. Columbus oh, yeah. is the worst thing, but they'll find a way, right? They got a home and home, I believe, with Chicago. They'll find a way to lose one of those. They got the Habs in there. They always struggle against them. But the Bruins, I think they'll play well. You know, I think they'll play strong and you have to have some sort of internal inspiration to, to circle a game or two down the stretch that means a little bit more. Um, and this this Boston matchup, any games against Tampa, I think that's basically what we're talking about. Like we know it's coming. Um, the Leafs are going to play Tampa in the first round. And if they get through, they're likely going to play Boston. And they've got a great history against Boston uh, in terms of of memories in terms of you know meeting them in the playoffs we know how the results have actually played out the Bruins have owned them in the playoffs but I think it'll be a fun game I think it'll be a great game I think both teams going into the all-star break and a bye there's no reason not to leave everything on the line so it should be a fun game tonight Hayes you now, do you think Rosie, they have any me... chance of, of catching Boston you think there's any chance of that happening or would it have to be like an epic collapse kind of thing yeah, I think it's more on, on Boston, right? Like, you can't expect the Leafs to, to be any better than they have consistently been, yeah. 
right? Like it's the chance of the, the Leafs aren't going to play 900 hockey in their final 30 games. Like that's just not realistic. So even if the Leafs stay exactly where they are, that might be asking too much um, considering the games tighten up a little bit down the stretch. Uh, if you clinch early, maybe you take your foot off the gas. So from a Leaf perspective, you know, I would just expect that they kind of stay where they're at. So it would have to be Boston. Um, clearly you have to win tonight in regulation, right? Like they got Boston, I think end of the season in Boston, you'd have, maybe that game means something. Maybe you got to win that regulation, but I don't know. I I think even if the Bruins lose tonight, that's four in a row. Um, they're still, they're still miles ahead and they're such a good team. I I just, I don't see it happening. I mean, it, it would be an epic collapse by the Bruins and everything they've shown us through 50 plus games would suggest that that's likely not going to happen. Guys, I'm so jaded, and I've been covering this team just like you, Brian, for a long time. I don't care who they play in the first round. I've seen them lose to Columbus, Montreal, Boston. Like, list your opponents. So if we want to get into a a match where we're trying to pinpoint an opponent for the Leafs, I just think it's the wrong scenario. But you talk about Boston. Obviously, they've been a juggernaut this season, Hayes. Um, Bo Horvat, they lose out on him. I mean, there's no secret the Bees were in on, on Horvat. So if you're Toronto, like... If you're Kyle Dubas, are you reactionary to what Boston and Tampa are doing, or do you sort of stay in your lane here? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so because I mean, even if the Leafs do nothing, they're still going to have the exact same expectation, right? Like you, True. you have to True. win. Like it, it doesn't matter what they do between now and the third, and that's not to suggest they won't do anything. I'd be shocked if they didn't. I can't get a read on if they're going big game hunting or. If they just want to, you know, plug in a third line guy and a depth defenseman, you know, I'm, I think we'll, we're obviously going to find that out between now and March 3rd, but it's difficult to get a read on where the Leafs stand right now. Um, but I think you have to expect all three teams to be active in some capacity. Tampa is every single year. It's like they don't have the same cap that everyone works with, right? They got all those great <laughs> players and they're constantly acquiring pieces. Um, they're always all in. They're always willing to trade prospects and picks, and that's not going to change between now and March 3rd. And the Bruins are in a similar situation where um, they know what they're dealing with in terms of how good they've been this year. They're going to have home ice throughout the playoffs and the likelihood that Bergeron, Krejci are leaving at the end of the season. Pasternak's going to get a massive contract. That's going to affect their cap. So they, I think from a Bruins perspective, like they are, they're really narrow-minded. They, they are thinking simply the next like four or five months. So I expect them to do something big. I, so I, in other words, I think the Leafs know that. I think Tampa knows it, Boston knows it. You expect things are gonna happen. You have to try to plug holes where you believe they're, they are and, and where you think you can fill them. Um, but regardless of where we stand on March 4th, from a Leaf perspective, nothing is gonna, like the Bruins could go out there and get Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, Tampa could pick up, uh, Timo Meyer and Jake McCabe, and it doesn't matter. Like, the, no one in Toronto is going to be like, oh, well, now, you know, if you lose, it's all good. It's it's still going to be the exact same expectation on March 4th, um, and I think the Leafs are aware of that. So I, I think you stay in your lane, you do what you're going to do, and and you let the chips fall where they're going to fall. Armchair GM, though, like, who have you pinpointed players? I know Barbashev's names come up. We had Elliot Freeman on the show last week. We've had Dave Penyota and obviously uh, other insiders like Frank Cervelli works for Daily Faceoff here. Is there a guy that you have in mind that makes a lot of sense for the Maple Leafs? No, I don't I don't think there is a specific player. Like, I, we had Keith Jones on our show last week, and, and Jonesy brought up um, the, the Tampa 
example when they first went on that cap uh, cup run and they they that was when they picked up coleman blake coleman from jersey and barkley goudreau i think he was in san jose at the time and they had to pay a premium for those two guys but they were not coming in to push kucherov out of the way right or matthews out of the way or even be in the same conversation it was like we're going to bring in a third line like we're creating a third line and they connected with yanni gordon the rest was history um so those type of players like barbashev would probably fit that um that's not where Patrick Kane necessarily fits, right? Like in, in terms of his reputation, Timo Meyer is not a guy, he could play on the third line. Obviously any of these guys could, but we're so focused on the big names because, you know, it's a sexier conversation. And there's a part of me that from a content creation standpoint, I'm sure I can speak for you guys. I think that would be awesome. You know, if you found a way to bring in Kane or Meyer or whatever, it'd be amazing just to talk, just to be able to see him in a Leaf uniform, see how they impact the game. But I think it's more likely that that they they try to chip away on a third line. They chip away on depth, and they chip away on on some sort of depth on the defensive end. So I'm not waiting for some massive splash, um, and I'm I'm not sure if the Leafs are bracing for that either. Because listen, the way this team is built is it's Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares. Like that up front, you're not you're not surpassing that. You're not bringing in someone who you think is going to have more pressure to perform than those four guys. So once you're below that you are talking depth regardless of who they are and what their talents are. So um, I think it's more plug and play kind of guys, guys that may not necessarily be, you know, a one sports page type names, but I think Dubas and company understand if they get a couple of them, they can really supply a lot of depth and, and possibly impact come playoff time. Rosie. Yeah. I think people get too hung up on like making the big splash and they don't realize how hard it is to do that. I mean, you're up against cap, you got contract issues. You're there's so many moving parts. You could desperately want to add this piece and it's just not going to happen. And people are just like, well, should they do this or should they do that? It's like, it's not that mm -hmm. easy. And people lose sight of that, especially during tread deadline. I I've noticed, I just can't imagine how hard it is to put in a deal and how many moving parts there are but speaking of trade deadline I was I was curious I think you guys do such a wicked job on overdrive and you know being new to the media you know we follow one team and I I kind of scramble to sometimes stay up to date <laughs> on it I was curious obviously you know TSN TSN app and all that's got great information but what do you guys use to stay up to date with all these things what's your strategy to to stay on the inside and, and be on top of things the way you guys are well th this is where uh, publicly everyone carves Twitter Right. Everyone's like, oh, it's a cesspool. It's the worst. It's awful. I never want to be on it. And then we're on it 23 hours a day um, yeah. because it is the best collection of material. Like, quite frankly, I was sitting I was having breakfast this morning. We got a new rule, too. I got two young kids. We're trying to keep iPads off the table, <laughs> phones off the table. I'm, I'm more guilty than my three year old and my seven year old. Um, yeah. And I'm just I literally open Twitter and Tom Brady's video pops up. And like, that's going to get out anyway. By the time you get to four o'clock, no one's walk like, oh, not walking in saying, oh, I didn't know Tom Brady retired. Like everyone's <laughs> going to know that it's everywhere. Yeah. But Twitter has changed everything in terms of, of just focusing content where like when I got into the industry, you know, years ago, it was like you read the papers, you found the papers, you found different websites, you'd find blogs and you, you just try to like amalgamate everything into a sheet or two where you can focus on it and possibly come up with some discussion points. Now, you know, Twitter, Twitter supplies you with so much information, so many different stories that, that you just couldn't find on TSN.ca or whatever it is, just by, because of the nature of it and how quick it is. So really, a, a lot of it is social media driven. It's completely changed the industry. Um, and sense. it's it's yeah. And listen, there are there are pros and cons to it, of course. But um, 
like look at what's going on with the Leafs. The Leafs are probably on the ice right now, and there's probably 15 reporters down there sending out lines. You know, sending out pop. When I I got into the industry, that wasn't a part. Like Twitter wasn't around. It was you got to. You had to wait until puck drop to find out if there was a line change. You know, if someone was on the third line, you didn't know until the first shift. And you're like, oh, that's different. Now, you know, hours in advance and you can kind of focus a conversation around that. So social media, it's it's changed everything. Yeah, it's also a cesspool. I, I thought for a hot minute that Margot Robbie and Mitch White were a thing, right? Uh, you fell for that? That is so outrageous. Oh. Like that, that is ridiculous <laughs> that you fell for that. that. That's the whole point, is that Mitch White's not pulling in Margot Robbie. First of all, she's married. You know. Yes, secondly, yeah. Mitch White, are you nuts? Like, there's no <laughs> way he was pulling in Margot Robbie. That was, I, and I saw that too. It was everywhere. People were quote-tweeting it. Oh, Get this so guy stupid. a 20-year contract. Yeah, he's going to win the Cy Young next year. Um yeah, it's and you're right. That is a that is an element of the cesspool because I've been on the wrong side of it a bunch where I've I've gone with something and I've learned my lesson and then I realize that's a dummy account or like especially around the trade deadline, the amount of fake oh, accounts yeah. oh, pop yeah. up. And then you want them to exist, right? Like it's coming. It's coming. On yeah. March third, there's gonna be someone, a dummy account, Patrick Kane's a leaf, and everyone will be like, Well, that's kind of cool. too. Then you realize, yeah. yeah, he's got four followers and it's completely bogus. So yeah, you got you got to be careful on that front. And now Elon just fucked Twitter for life. Uh, just one more before we we let you go. I can't wait for four Eastern time and your take on Tom Brady. I, people are going nuts for this fucking video. I don't know why, man. I don't even watch football, and I can tell you the guy's playing a game next year. Maybe you have a different <laughs> feel, but speaking of acts, I got a lot of heat over the last twenty four hours for my comments on Matt Murray. We were actually in the alumni box. No penny pesto, by the way, on Friday. Uh, but we were in the Ooh. alumni box, and uh, I was heated over the fact that I wheel out there, a couple pops in me, and it's your boy Ilya Samsonov. Matt Murray's the ball the ball cap on the bench. But uh, what's your read on that situation with Matt Murray? Well, I think it's consistent with what has been, you know, his his situation for three years now. You know, in, in Ottawa, they they just they had to, to move on. They had had enough. You know, they couldn't trust that he would play – there were a lot of reports coming out of Ottawa, you know, about his health, about his 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 ability to just stay in the net. Um, and that's a part of, of being a pro athlete. You know, it's it's I think maybe the most difficult part of it. Rosie, you can speak to it better than, than Nick and I can. But the expectation that, you you know, you got to battle through injuries, you, you've got the, the best ability is availability. And the, the truth is with Matt Murray is that it's very unpredictable. You know, I, I don't believe it's a coincidence that both times this has happened, it's been against his former team, right? Like it was the third game of the season, I think it was. That's the um, he was playing Ottawa. He was going in there and that was a that was a game day like skate. Um, this was in the warmup, but it jams up Samsonov for sure. Um, you could tell Keith wasn't ecstatic about it afterwards. Keith and the Leafs, they you have to cover for the guy. They should cover for him. Like, of course, they're not they're not going to show their hand, but it does feel similar to what the Leafs went through with Freddie Anderson a few years ago, where it was it it from that standpoint, like the Leafs were almost as blunt as they could get publicly, or as they're willing to get when they were basically saying, "We don't know." You know, the guy's been cleared. We figured he'd be playing, but he's not playing. Um, and I don't know if that's going to be the case down the stretch with Murray. But what softens it is that Samson has been so good. You know, he's been so good. Yeah. He's been he's been healthy outside of early in the season when he was banged up and he's rolling. And we're deep enough into the season where I think you have to you should have belief and I have belief it will likely continue. So 
Um, the Murray story is it's it's predictable. You know, he's he's injuries. He's got injuries. He he doesn't really play through injuries. And um, I'm not sure how available he will be down the stretch. We'll find out on February 10th after this break. But um, I, I don't think it matters as much because Samsonov's available and he's healthy and he's young and he's playing so well. So I think from a Leaf perspective, yeah. Samsonov's going to be the guy. Yeah, don't forget, he's a Sioux Greyhound. They want him in there for game one of the Stanley Cup play. And we joked about this last week. Maybe you have some splits where you start Murray on the road and Samsonov on home ice. I heard you talking about that yesterday, but we'll leave it at that. Hayes, it's been a blast. Uh, keep entertaining the masses, man. I told you off air, your show is phenomenal, and keep addressing that nation, okay? Yes, I will continue to address <laughs> the nation. Oh, that's usually O's role, but I'll, I'll find a role in that in some capacity. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. I, uh, it's been a blast, and any time for you guys. Thank you for doing this. Thanks. Thanks Take for care. your time, Hazy. See you, boys. There you have it, Brian Hayes. Uh, for those of, of you uh, new to the show, I'm like the biggest fan of Overdrive. I just, even as a media member, you could admit, like, and that's a thing. I think there's a lot of people uh, able to play in the sand, not just us, right? There's a lot of availability. People want different content and the guys in Overdrive, man, whoever it is, Frankie Corrado, who I had on earlier on, Noodles is great. Uh, Modog's obviously fantastic. Hayes is a phenomenal host. Not to give them too much love, man, but like, I really, really like that show. Yeah, it's good. It's a good show. It's a different. It's like they drop their uh, their network so personas kind of, and it's just three yeah. dudes talking about hockey, Chilling. which is refreshing. And yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, that's what people want. And I realize yeah. you're kind of hamstrung with, um, you know, advertisers and money, and you got to yeah. play a certain role when you're on network TV. And um, they're able to uh, jump into that role really well, where you can kind of just be yourselves and just shoot the shit about hockey. And they do a really good job at it. It's uh, it's one of my favorite shows too to to catch up on stuff. All right, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Back Canada. All right, Rosie, it's been a tough week uh, in terms of bets. I haven't hit the first two days. We're going to get back on it today. I like the over five and a half goals in this game between the Boston Bruins and the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, minus 125 is the last price uh, I looked at there. Obviously, it's uh, increasing as we speak, but... Uh, number one, and first and foremost, there's just six games this week. You look at the games last night, the overhit in all three of them. As you mentioned, to start off the show, everybody's looking forward to the beach, the cocktails. They don't care about hockey. I don't care if it's Boston or Toronto. So I'm expecting a lot of offense tonight. Are you? Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the line set that low. I thought it'd be at six, six and a half, kind of a usual number yeah. there for, for these high offense teams. I mean, Pasternak over there could do anything. Maybe Matthews yeah. being missed is kind of all they're looking at. But I mean, Johnny T and uh, and Nylander out there and Marner could go on a bit of a tear. Maybe he's wearing his flashy skates tonight. Doubtful, but um, <laughs> I would expect it to be a high scoring affair as well. So uh, that's a good yeah. bet, man. We're going to get you back on the board. And uh, yes. if not... I might have to take things over again. You know what? Uh, for tomorrow, take things over because there's no hockey, okay? Unless you want to talk about, like, um, futures or something like that. But if you see a game in another sport that makes sense to you or you want to talk uh, to your community who struck out last time, your betting community at work, please indulge <laughs> me. So I'll put you on the spot tomorrow because, as you know, I'll be in transit tonight. So I'll be in and out of watching the game. But, uh, yeah, I'll put you on the spot for tomorrow, okay? Right on. I'll be okay, ready. Okay, so just a... Quickly wrapping here, I like that. Uh, Jim says, please give Matthews a break. I would still wheel around with Bieber. I don't care if there's rehab involved. You take a couple days to yourself. He's earned it. He deserves it. Uh, Tim writes in, I think I still think Lou uh, is going 
Lou took the L and he's going to flip the Horvat Horvat, excuse me, for a package. We'll see if that comes to fruition. I just don't see it with Ooh. Lou Lamarillo. And uh, Tim is forecasting a uh, 4-2 Toronto victory, looking for Willie to score and for JT to pick up an assist. So, uh, Tim, once again, all over the props as we wrap this show. And again, uh, I'm headed to uh, Fort Lauderdale on All-Star Weekend to look directly at Mitch Marner's skates and soul. And tomorrow, I believe I'll be doing the show from Fanfare, which is on the beach. I don't know what the fuck that setup's going to look like, but I've been texting my producer off the hook to ask if AC is going to be involved. I don't know what to pack for 28 degree weather when it's February and you're doing stuff all day. Like I'm not going to sit on the beach, you know, I'm going for work in the NHL, but they better have AC because from what I know, the, the, this fanfare expo is set up on the beach, but uh, I hope it's like a tent and a ventilated tent at that, or I'm in trouble. I'll be leaking. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I don't know what the noises are going to be behind you. And Ooh. if you're as distracted as you were in the alumni box, you're going to be having trouble. <laughs> I might have to host this one. Bouncing around, buddy. Bouncing around. You know me. Just always working nine to five, my dude. Anyways, great stuff. Uh, again, don't forget Montana's. We're, we're giving away $25 gift card tomorrow. So if there's one show to listen to and watch, it's, it's probably tomorrow's. But don't forget to subscribe and like the Leafs Nation 401. The Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Rosie, excellent stuff you see on your screen. I know you're already subscribed right there. So appreciate it today. Great job. And many thanks to Brian Hayes. Brought the heat for Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Take care.